And I think if we take a look at the ministry that we're performing, we say, this is a service, this is a ministry, it'll make it a lot clearer because now we can designate our time and our funds and our church to things that are for the work of the ministry because that's what the church is for. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the difference between ministry and service and how that should affect us in our personal lives as well as within the local church. Welcome to this episode of General Order 4. My name is Simeon Brazel. I'm a missionary on deputation to Australia, and I'm joined as always by Pastor Brian Stewart of Bloomington, Indiana. Say hey, Pastor. Hello. All right, so here we are, and we are going to be discussing today a little bit about the difference between ministry and service. And I know in church work, we have a tendency to uh, mesh those two words, and they have a lot in common, no doubt, and there's definitely some crossover there. But we want to kind of emphasize what ministry is and what service is and what the difference between those two things might be. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit today and a little bit of a different episode, but we're, we're wanting to differentiate some terms because in the future, these are terms that we're going to be using and uh, we want to make it more clear uh, what the difference between ministry and service is. So Pastor Stewart, if you will, um, kind of break the ice for us as to uh, what the, the Word of God says about ministry. All right, well... Uh in Acts chapter 6, we see in the first four verses, we see that uh, situation happening in early in the church where they're having some uh, areas of neglect in the daily ministration is what the scripture says there in verse 1. And uh, the, the 12 disciples, they uh, call uh, the multitude of disciples together and uh, they begin to explain how the God has for them to solve this problem. And, he's, and the problem is that there is not enough uh, people to serve the tables and the disciples are having to leave uh, the study of the Word of God, the instructing of the Word of God, the teaching of the Word of God to serve the physical tables. And so we see in verse 2, we see clearly uh, this differentiation between the Word of God and it being taught and, and the disciples' responsibility to the Word of God and their responsibility to oversee and make sure that the tables are being served, which is a physical thing that's being done. Mm -hmm. And then in verse 4, we see that they are clearly saying, hey, we're not going to give ourselves, we want to give ourselves, or we are to give ourselves continually to prayer. And then he says this phrase, to the ministry of the word. And so we see this introduction here of this a concept that ministry is connected with the Word of God mm -hmm. and service is connected with the physical things that have to do with meeting the needs of the saints and the believers and even the lost is uh, dealing with the things of this world. Sure. So uh, 2 Corinthians 5, <clears throat> in verse number 18, it says that all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And we've actually spent... Uh, a decent amount of time on the podcast talking about reconciliation. Um, again, that's a financial term means to balance things. And what are we balancing it by? We're balancing it by Christ. He says, Recon reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ being the 
perfect reconciliation to God because they're they're one and the same. Um, so we're reconciling ourselves to Jesus Christ. But the ministry that Jesus Christ gave us it says hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. What is that? So that's that is the ministry of taking the word of God and giving it to people so that they can then compare that to the way that they're living their lives in reconciliation. So as a part of the ministry here, so when we define the the word ministry and we see scripture really differentiates, uh, especially in the New Testament, in the church age, that ministry and the word of God go together. If we look at Acts chapter 2, uh, we begin to see towards the end of chapter 2 that, you know, Peter is preaching repentance. He's preaching that once they, re- they repent, they need to be baptized. Uh, all of this is to be done in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and they, uh, we look down to verse 40, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from the untoward generation. And then notice verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. So obviously the breaking of bread was important. Obviously the doctrine was important, and the fellowship that comes around the doctrine was important. But here we again see the ministry is connected to what? The word of God, the Mm -hmm. gospel of Jesus Christ, the Great Commission. And so we have this clear, uh, as we look at the early church here, the disciples clearly identified, hey, there is a difference between serving in the physical realm, although that's important, so is ministry, which is dealing with the word of God and the souls of mankind. Mm -hmm. And they're being brought to a right relationship. And again, what is discipleship? It is helping this person bringing this person to a point where they can behave and act and and imitate in a very real sense the person of Jesus Christ in their Mm -hmm. life. And so ministry is that process by which we share the gospel with somebody, the word of God, and then we, when they accept it, then we teach them they need to be baptized, and then we disciple them or teach them. That's the ministry that God calls us to. And in service, is some other things we'll look at that in just a minute but um no i think it's i think it's important that we're we're making a difference between the two because if ministry is is uh the ministering the word to people then what, so much of what we call ministry is is not really ministry right i mean so a lot of the stuff that we that we do needs either to be eliminated or just needs to be attached more for more more solidly to the actual work of the ministry where we're getting the word of God to people. I mean, I, I remember you were telling me a story uh, about something that the church was doing prior to your, your coming there that wasn't really ministry. It was just service. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of churches, they have different things going on where they, you know, uh, they give people meals or they have a, a food pantry or uh, something to that sure. effect. I, I, we've traveled around a lot on deputation, been a lot of places, been a lot of churches that have ministries, uh, things that they call ministries um, where they're doing things. I remember one pastor I was speaking to in Ohio, they have a, a food pantry and he was talking to me about how he would he would be out there working to give out the food and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. while he was doing that, he was trying to talk to people in line about the gospel. And he's sharing the gospel with people. And some of the people just would say flat out to him, look, I'm not interested in that. I'm just here for food. And he'd say, okay, that's fine, um, you know, whatever. But it, as long as you're in the building, I'm going to 
be speaking to people about the gospel, right? But there sure. were actually people in his church that said, hey, we can't do that. We can't talk to people about the gospel. We're just here to give them food. Wow. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like this, why do we have this food pantry <laughs> yeah. if the purpose of the food pantry isn't to give people the word of God, you know? So he yeah, had the right exactly. idea about ministry, but the people that were serving in that quote unquote ministry weren't ministering. They were just serving. So sure. there, there was a there was an odd difference there. I want to bring up quick in Acts uh, chapter twenty, verse twenty four. It says, "But none of these things moved me." Well, what are the the things that moved him? Uh, he was talking about bonds and afflictions and trying to witness and things that were happening to him uh, negatively that were physical. And the physical things wouldn't move him. Um, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So Paul is, again, making a difference between the physical and the ministry. Mm -hmm. He has a service in suffering, uh, for sure, That the, the physical aspects of things that he had to face. Um, but he's not saying that those physical things were ministry. He's saying that, that what was the ministry is specifically laid out here to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Again, sharing sure. the word of God. Well, I think we might have some listeners maybe under trying to differentiate or understand why we're making such a big difference here. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I can share just some experience as a pastor. When I have to look at our priorities for giving oversight to the church and why are we going to do certain activities and why are we, what is this, uh, how is this going to help us accomplish the Great Commission? Uh, is one of the questions I ask myself often when we're looking at entertaining ideas of how we're going to expand or what we're going to involve ourselves in. And uh, by being able to differentiate between service and ministry helps us also to stay balanced and to be able to stay focused so we can be more intentional. Mm -hmm. And just like you explained that pastor had the right understanding of ministry and, hey, we're going to do this service so that we can minister mm -hmm. the Word of God to these people as they come in and take advantage of this service that we're providing for the community. We also want to look for opportunities to ministry, but if we if we don't understand the difference or differentiate the difference, sometimes things can kind of get mushed together. Mm -hmm. And then somebody uh, that may be only serving may think that they're actually ministering for the Lord, but the Bible is, and scripture is very clear and, and the apostles are very clear to differentiate between these things. So when we understand the difference between these two and what makes that difference, what it does is it helps us to be even more intentional and our approach to what we're going to do, and also make sure we're not just doing all service things, mm -hmm. which would be then related to the things of this world. Right. And that we are actually doing some things that are ministry related, but also the lost world isn't really interested in our ministry as much as they are interested in our service. Right. And so we need to be balanced because Christ was the most balanced being in the universe and is. Uh, we need to be balanced like he was balanced. And so we need to do a certain uh, element of service. And we see that in the early church there yeah. in Acts 6. But we also need to keep that balanced with the ministry and be able to identify the two. Yeah, I think one one thing that just came to mind was when, when Jesus was uh, was feeding the multitudes. 
um, mm-hmm. physical food, right? Physical bread. Now he performed a miracle and did something that none of us can do in, in, in turning a little bit of bread into a lot of bread. Um, but he was feeding the 5,000 in one case and in two different cases there. But one of both on both occasions, he's feeding a large group of people food, not just to feed them food. He does yeah. it because he's been teaching them. Um, yeah. So he's doing the work of the ministry and he's also performing a service for them. And he has the disciples go out and pass it out. Now, what are the disciples doing? Are the disciples doing the work of the ministry by passing out the bread or are they doing a service? Well, they're doing a service. Jesus is the one doing the work of the ministry. He's teaching. So, um, and there's, pos- there's, there's arguments too. I think you could make that the disciples were teaching as they went through as well. But, um, sure. but they were, they were doing what they were doing the service. They were serving bread and they, they didn't really even want to do that. And then that passage, <laughs> but, um, but, but Jesus had them go out and serve the bread. And that was a service that they were doing. Um, that's why we call it serving the bread. Um, yes. but he was the one doing the work of the ministry and the teaching as well as doing a service. And the service may have been something that drew the people, but the end goal was always to teach the word. And that's what we find Jesus doing in those groups. Yes, sir. That's something else that uh, I, I was just identifying was that the, the disciples at this time weren't ready to do ministry. Mm-hmm. They were not capable of doing ministry like Jesus was. So right. Jesus is the one doing the ministry. They're the ones that are doing service. And so there's a lot of times we have young believers that are not ready to do ministry right. uh, themselves. They're not capable of handling the Word of God just yet, but they are certainly capable of serving, and they can be certainly involved in the service aspects as well. Now, not to say that somebody that's serving can't do ministry, because obviously the greatest servant among a body of believers should be the the minister, the pastor as well. He ought to be the the greatest servant, just like mm-hmm. Jesus demonstrated. So there's a distinction there. And, and uh, another thing I'd like us to look at here in just a moment is uh, the fact that distinction between personal ministry and corporate ministry. Right. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that just a second ago, too, um, on that topic. My, for instance, my wife, she can serve me in different ways. For instance, she's the cook of the family. I am not the cook of the family. I could be, but I'm definitely not. And she is, so she, she, she's the cook. She's the one who makes the food. She tends to be the more service-oriented one in that regard. But she also ministers to me. Now, she doesn't minister mm-hmm. to me by making food. She serves me in that way, and I'm thankful for it. But she ministers to me by pointing out things that I'm not doing properly and in correcting me in that way. She also ministers to me by encouraging me um, when we're doing, when we're, as we're traveling and preaching and different things. So in a personal way, there's a difference between what she does to serve me as her husband and what I do sure. to serve her as the husband in the family um, and what she does to minister to me and what I do to minister to her. So she probably also acts as a sounding board for you. I'm sure when you're, making mm-hmm. decisions and trying to uh, flush out things with the scripture and make sure that uh, you've got that scriptural approach to things and she can remember things and the Holy Spirit will remind her of things that he, that, uh, he might not remind you of in that moment. Right. And so uh, there's uh, this idea or this thought that we have personal ministry and we also have corporate ministry. And so being able to differentiate between those as well uh, personal ministry would be uh, sharing the gospel with somebody, and all of us have that responsibility, whether mm-hmm. we are serving corporately in service 
or we are serving in ministry. Uh, we all have that responsibility. So personal ministry would be sharing the gospel with somebody and then ultimately discipling that person that God allows us to lead to him. Where corporate ministry would be more of the things where we would have teaching a Sunday school class, where we would have uh, maybe leading a Bible study uh, group, or uh, we have preaching uh, and teaching in the in the uh, main worship center or service in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. or any of those kind of things would be more of a corporate ministry where you're leading a group of people. And so by being able to differentiate and, and identify what is personal ministry? Well, personal ministry is not me going down and mowing the yard of my neighbor. That's me serving the Lord by this person getting the benefit of my service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to them and maybe I get done mowing and they give me a glass of lemonade or tea and we sit down and we start talking and then the Lord allows a conversation to go towards sharing the gospel or towards uh, if they are a believer, then being able to minister to them the word of God and give them the principles and teachings of the word of God. And now we've gone from service to ministry. Right. And being able to differentiate those, I have, I have found uh, for me, and then also helping uh, the believers that God has given to me and entrusted to me to help edify, has helped make this a real clear thing for them. If we look at Second Timothy chapter 3, verse uh, 16 and following, we see God is preparing a man here to be mature. He's thoroughly furnished unto all good works, which is going to be what? He's going to be doing the, the service that needs to be done, the, the, the giving of God's word that needs to be done. But it's all focused around the scripture. And he starts mm-hmm. in verse 16. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And he says it's profitable for four things. He doesn't say it's profitable for things beyond that. But he does say it's profitable for doctrine, the proper teaching, the proper reproof and correction that is needed in a believer's life. And it's profitable for the instruction and in righteousness on how we're to do things right. And so when he gets to chapter 4, and he now is talking in verses 1 through 5, what is he doing here? He's telling Timothy, and, and by extension, you and I as believers and followers of Christ, He's telling us, hey, I want you to be doing what? I want you to take the word of God in verse two, preach the word. And then he says, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And then he talks about a time where people are not going to endure sound doctrine. But notice when he gets to verse five of chapter four, he says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions and do the work of an evangelist. And then he makes this statement, make foolproof of thy ministry. So chapter 3, verse 16, all the way down to chapter 4, verse 5, we have this continual uh, concept, this con- uh, the, um, excuse me, the context here is clearly the Word of God, mm-hmm. and the passing on of that from one person to another, either in the personal ministry or in the corporate ministry, but both of these are being accomplished and we see this one element that doesn't change and that is the word of god has to be the crux of what ministry is and he says hey you need to make foolproof of thy ministry and so he's not necessarily talking about service to the lord here he's talking our our ministry that god has given us the ministry of the word of god and the ministry of reconciliation both of those is taking the word of god and applying it to the hearts of man so the the definition of ministry then is when you and I take the Word of God and apply it to the hearts and souls of mankind. Now we're doing ministry as we see uh, identified in these passages 
in Scripture. Sure. So the <clears throat> I think if we it's important for us to define these two things for for really for me for one main reason and that is to be able to do a check on what I'm doing um, is what I'm doing ministry is what or is what I'm doing service or is it both? Because in, you know if I'm doing something uh, for instance if we're busing kids into church. Um, the busing in and of itself is a service. I'm providing a service so that kids can come to church. The ministry is the teaching those kids receive when they get to church. Um, and there's some ministry involved on the bus itself. I know, you know, that they, they sing songs and they teach kids and that kind of thing on the way to church usually. Um, but the bus ministry, uh, in essence, the actual busing part of that is is a service. It's not necessarily a ministry, but mm-hmm. those kids getting to come to church and hear the word of God, that's a ministry. So if, if we differentiate those two things. So personally, if I'm the bus driver, what is my ministry? Because everyone's supposed to be a minister, right? Driving the bus is my service. I still should be involved in ministry. So if we look at uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It doesn't say your reasonable ministry. So we're supposed to be allowing God to use us physically to serve him because that's reasonable. And why is it reasonable? It's reasonable because if we are going to minister to God's people, then service is a natural outcrop of a desire to minister. So if I have a desire to minister the word of God to somebody, to teach people what I know, in order to do that, there often is a service that I have to provide in order to gain the interest of a person that I'm wanting to minister to. So if I'm the bus driver again, I'm providing a service so that those kids have the opportunity to be ministered to. The check that I have to make on myself now is, in what way am I personally ministering? I think a lot of people, and myself included in the past, have have taken uh, this as a way of, I, I do service to ease my conscience, um, but I may not necessarily be actually ministering to anybody. And I think we have to be careful about that in, in our personal life as well as in our corporate life, um, that we don't just get involved in a service. Service is definitely important. Somebody's got to drive the bus, right? So service is important, but I personally need to be involved in a ministry as well because it's only reasonable that I give myself as a, my, my body as a living sacrifice to God. It's a reasonable service, um, but I also have to be a minister. So we see service here as really, if we're going to define it, service is the use of my body mm-hmm. or the sacrificial use of my body for for God's purposes. I mean, we're right. not saying this is just doing anything and any, everything, but this is certainly for God's purposes, for God's glory. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting to note that he doesn't just accept any kind of service. In other words, I can't just do anything and be serving. I need to do it with a holiness that uh, comes from my by me growing closer to the Lord and me following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And so this living sacrifice of a presentation of our bodies is really what service is. It's present, presenting our bodies in a holy and acceptable way. And it's reasonable because who owns my body now? Mm-hmm. It's as a believer, 
my body is now owned by the Lord Jesus Christ and by his right. spirit. It's his dwelling place. That's why verse 2 is very clear. We're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is still part of our body, that we may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So by my service, I can prove out that I am learning and, and growing in this holiness, and, and he is... Uh, bearing this his and, and conforming me to his holy standards and my acceptability and perfect uh, his acceptable and perfect will for me is what that my body is available for him to use for service mm -hmm. so service isn't a uh, second-rate citizen in God's economy it is a there is is really almost two sides of a coin in some regards because like you said we have to have service many times to gain the interest or the uh, acceptability uh, with a lost person who's not really interested in ministry just yet. Mm -hmm. And so we can minister to them because we have the opportunity when we serve them. Right. And, and then my mind goes chance. my mind goes even to things that I would do with my dad around the house. Um, my dad was the type of guy that never hired anything done. So we, we did everything ourselves. <laughs> and um, I'm, I, I can remember even some of the larger projects like building a deck or redoing the roof. Um, we were all out there doing it, you know, and it was work mm -hmm. and it was, it was a service that we were doing. But so often while we were doing that service, the conversation would be spiritual things. Not always, mm -hmm. but a lot of the time it would be. So I'm just doing my thing. I'm working, performing a service with my dad. Um, but at the same time, my dad could use it as a ministry. He could use it as a teaching tool to instill truths into the lives of his kids. Um, and I try to do a lot of the same stuff with my kids now too. I'll have them help me, even though they're three and they're more of a hurt than they are a help to what I'm trying to do most of the time. Sure. Um, but I'll have them help me uh, in air quotes really so that I can just spend time with them and minister to them in, in, in that way. So, um, yeah. but again, the service is an avenue to ministering. Sure. We can kind of look at an Old Testament examples of this as well, and that is uh, the priest acted, now they would minister, but their ministry was a physical ministry, mm -hmm. and it was a service. They served God's people and served God by serving his people and doing the actual sacrifices and doing the actual things that God had called them to do in the tabernacle and then later on in their existence in the temple. But then the prophet role in the Old Testament is kind of a physical picture of what the role of ministry is because what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to receive the word of God and then we are to faithfully and accurately give that to the people that God has called us to give it to. Mm -hmm. So the role of prophet is uh, a, a good Old Testament picture of what ministry is, whereas the Old Testament priest, their role was many times uh, a good picture of what service is, and it is the giving of our body mm -hmm. uh, to uh, do that which whatever God desires for us to do so that ministry can go on. And so both of them are very important. They have their distinct places and their distinct, the distinctions are there to help us to be uh, the servant of God and the minister of God that we're called to be. Yeah. And I think really what we're, what we're driving at here is not to diminish anything that anybody's doing, but rather so that we can all take a personal look 
at what it is that we do and say, okay, is this profitable? Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that is going to benefit the work of the ministry? Because if we're just doing a service to do a service, um, maybe we're doing a kindness to somebody and that's good. Um, we ought to be kind and do kindnesses for people. But if we take a hard look at what we're doing, can we be honest and say that it's the work of the ministry? Because at the end of the day, that's really what we're all trying to get done as Christians. We're ought to be doing the work of the ministry. So we can examine what we're doing and say, okay, this is a service. This is a physical thing that I'm doing for somebody. How is it helping that person receive truth? And if it isn't helping that person receive truth, then we just have to at least admit to ourselves that this is not ministry, it's service. Um, If it is helping someone receive truth, it may be a service that we're doing still, um, but we also need to take a look and say, okay, I'm a Christian, so I should be ministering. Is there any way that I'm actually ministering or am I just serving? Um, And I think that's important that we take a look at our own selves and examine ourselves that way. I think uh, when we looked at these passages, especially in Acts, we see that these disciples that Christ taught personally had a clear understanding of this. And and even with Paul talking here in Romans 12, where we were just lately, um, there in verse 2, he says, the this service, our reasonable service is there to what? That we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the, the very reason for our service is mm-hmm. to prove the acceptability of God's will, will in our lives. And so uh, ministry, that's us giving the word of God to somebody. Service is us allowing our bodies to be used for God's glory and his honor and uh, doing something in the physical realm that brings him that honor and glory. Yeah, and I think it's important, too, that we, <clears throat> we're we talking about the a distinction between ministry and service. In the personal realm, I think it's fairly easy because you can take a look at yourself and you can say, am I doing this for to in, in order to teach the Word of God? Um, and am I teaching the Word of God? Or is it something that I am doing to serve others? And in some cases, obviously, we do a service in order to serve others. But uh, in, in the public way, in the public ministry... We're looking at it and we're saying, okay, so on one hand, I can say this particular thing that our church is doing is in order to get people the word, but, uh, or is it just something that we're doing as a service? And I think if we take a look at the ministry that we're performing, we say, this is a service, this is a ministry, it'll make it a lot clearer because now we can designate our time and our funds and our church to things that are for the work of the ministry because that's what the church is for. Uh, But that's all we have time for today. And uh, I hope you'll you'll tune in next week. We'll have some more things and we'll be looking at doing some interviews and different things with with pastors and Pastor Stewart and, and some other people. And so we're excited about that. So stay tuned and we'll have a lot more great content for you. Uh, uh, please, again, if you have anything that you that you would like to reach out to us about, please reach out to us. You can reach us at our uh, email account or at our Twitter account. We'd love to hear from you guys, um, and we'll get that information to you at the end of the podcast. At the end of every podcast, I say, please like, share, subscribe. If this is something that you're enjoying, please, we ask you, uh, like, 
the podcast on whatever podcast format you use. Leave a comment. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, or you just want to say that it's a good podcast and you're enjoying it, please do that. We want to reach as many people as we possibly can with the content. So reach out to us. Uh, if you have any questions, we'd be happy to answer your questions uh, uh, by email or by Twitter. And uh, like, share, and subscribe as well. That'll help us out. Um, and it'll also get good content into the ears of your friends and family. So uh, again, please feel free to do that. Uh, that's something that we would love. We'd love to hear from you. So reach out to us if you can. Uh, join us again next week for some more content. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of General Order 4. On the next episode, we'll have a special guest by the name of Craig Doman, who is a deacon in Pastor Stewart's church. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at generalorder4 at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R. Or on Twitter, at generalorder4. Please like, share, and subscribe.